T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, it's Gabe time. Gabe Kuhn. Gabe Kuhn was one of the great little trivial nuggets in all football bios. His grandfather was the inventor of the Easy Bake Oven. Like a boss. The best lineman on the radio. Well, the only lineman on the radio. It's game time. Game time. We're ready. The Gabe Coon Show. 92.9 FM ESPN. Happy Friday out there. December 8, 2023. Welcome in to the Gabe Coon Show. It's a beautiful Friday. I am Gabe Coon. On X at G underscore Coon 71. I'm alongside the executive producer of the Gabe Coon Show. That'd be Connor Dunning on X at C Dunning 929. Connor, what's the word, brother? What's up, man? It isn't, is it? it, it you sort of looked at me weird when I said it was a beautiful Friday. I mean, it's you cold and you rainy. You don't feel the same way. It's cold and rainy, which you every know. Friday is beautiful, brother. That's every Friday. That's beauty to me. I like that type of weather. You have any good plans for the weekend? I do. We're going to taking Cat out to dinner tonight. We're going on a date night. That'll be fun. Right. Probably going to end up checking out a movie this weekend. Of course, yeah. Do some Christmas close. stuff. Yeah. yeah You're on brand. You're on brand. Do you have your Christmas stuff up, by the way? We have our tree up, yes. Okay. But I have to put out the outside lights. I have okay. not done that yet. Oh, yeah. Me too. Kind of dreading it, man. Going to be honest with you. So there is that. But we've had it up since Thanksgiving. Um, but we have two and a half hours to talk on the way, courtesy of 92.9 FM ESPN and yours truly. On this Friday before we pass you off to Grizzlies versus Timberwolves, which we will talk about on the show today. I think when we look at this weekend, Connor, both the basketball teams in town, they have matchups. Grizzlies tonight versus Timberwolves, Tigers on Sunday versus AM. They have matchups that do not seem to serve them well at this given moment. Those teams do a lot to bother all of the shortcomings that the in-town teams have. So we'll talk about those, um, no question about it. To also talk about the NBA in-season tournament, we have a final set, Pacers versus Lakers. Pacers are the perfect team to be in a final from the Eastern Conference after beating the Celtics and the Bucks back-to-back. Um, Tyrese Halliburton's been phenomenal. I'll mention the stats that, that uh, definitely back that up. Um, and then LeBron at age 38, Zion. Zion last night, not so good, so there's plenty to talk about there. Uh, we'll talk about Grizzlies, Timberwolves, Tigers basketball at AM. Uh, we'll take a trip around the NFL, talk about some of this the, this weekend's matchups. And in particular, I really want to highlight Eagles versus Cowboys. This, to me, is the matchup 
for the Cowboys to show me they can get through the NFC. They have to show me against a good team, a very good team, that they can move forward and win a ball game. And I know there's some people projecting them to win. We'll see how it all goes, but we'll also highlight some of the injury reports around the NFL. Small talk at 550. Need to give you an update on the uh, John Rahm situation. Of course, John Rahm took a three-year, $300-plus million deal to join Liv. And his buddy Rory McIlroy has responded, and uh, he said he's disappointed, but I don't think that's the the entire conversation. I don't think that's the crux of the conversation. Um, As far as guests are concerned, Kyron Samuels will join at 5 because we have have Jeff Calkins going to Cleveland, and uh, he's going to be part of a rehearsal dinner tonight, taking a page out of my book, huh, Connor? Traveling for a wedding in a rehearsal dinner? So no Jeff Calkins at 5 o'clock. Kyron Samuels will join uh, to talk a lot of college football. We'll talk about coaching carousel, transfer portal. He's been all over the transfer portal, by the way, where guys will land, uh, things like that. 6 o'clock, Keith Smith from Spot Track and the front office show with Trevor Lane will join. We'll talk about the NBA in-season tournament, all the happenings in the NBA. I want to pose something about the Warriors because they have, uh, they're kind of under the radar this year. They haven't been talked about a lot, and I think there's a reason that is the case because they haven't been good. Klay Thompson hasn't been good, and that team is sort of reeling, and I don't know if we have discussed it enough. Uh, and we'll also talk about the Grizzlies. Can they get back involved um, in the playoff picture? Um, it, sort of cer- it certainly seems that way. Four, four spots out of the uh, – play-in and six spots out of the top six. I don't expect them to get to the top six, but they certainly can put themselves in a preferential spot to get into the playoffs once Ja and Marcus Smart and Luke Kennard all return. Now, the NBA in-season tournament, we have a final. Pacers versus Lakers tomorrow night at 7.30 p.m. in Vegas. In-season tournament, again, full success. There's no other way you can view it. It it is really – gotten players to buy in, the the fans are buying in, the TV ratings are higher, and it means something. Um, You see people tweeting about it, engaging with it, enjoying it, and and just generally speaking, we know that the regular season has been nothing um, uh, up until Christmas. Uh, Usually people finish off um, their football watching year, and then they move on to the NBA and college basketball. This has definitely given everybody a head start, and it's putting some people it has put some people on the map, and I think um, more so than anybody else, Tyrese Halliburton has put himself in a rarefied air. Like what he has been able to accomplish in these last two games against the Eastern Conference elite, uh, getting this team, this Pacers team, this young Pacers team into the in-season tournament championship, it's been phenomenal to watch. Uh, 53 points, 17 rebounds, and 18 assists, no turnovers in his last two games. It's unreal, man. I mean, this is a guy who can uh, double-digit assists per night. He's averaging 12 a game at this point. And the scoring punch is consistent. He's got a wonky-looking three ball, but it goes in. He can do it seemingly at all three levels. He can get get off the bounce a little bit, decent in the mid-range. But his ability to pace the game and to find open players to play the game at whatever pace he wants to play, it's been elite to watch. And he has put himself in a conversation at the top, I mean, uh, of the point guard list in the NBA. I mean, he is no question a top five at this moment. He's pacing himself for all NBA, all star, potentially a starter in the Eastern Conference. Tyrese Halliburton's been phenomenal, Connor. Yeah, he's been the biggest winner, probably, of the in season tournament. The Pacers have been a joy to watch, really. When we were 
doing the show yesterday, we had them on in the background. And the biggest thing that you notice when you watch a Pacers game is just how fast they are. They never stop moving. The game is just always running. It's a really exciting basketball type or basketball style to watch. And Tyrese Halliburton, the craziest thing about the stat that you just rattled off with the 50 points and all the assists and no turnovers, it's the second time he's done that this season Yep, in a two-game stretch. It's the second time he's done that. That's absolutely insane. He is the most efficient point guard in the league at doing what he does. It is remarkable to watch. I've I've loved it, man. I've I was I'm so excited that the Pacers won that basketball game. Yep. It seems like they have really arrived kind of on a national scale with this in season tournament, and I think that was type one of the goals right. for the NBA. They're- you what you because you have the powerhouse market in LA in the finals, but yep. then you have this young up and coming team with a young superstar in the making arriving in the in season tournament, bringing eyeballs to it, bringing excitement to it. You have upsets. It just has a really fun feel to it. It's been a huge, huge success. It, it is literally. I think the Pacers are the perfect team perfect. to go. Uh, push into the the finals for the end season tournament because they're not a team that anybody's going to mistake as a as a NBA finals contender or a championship winner. That's not what they're here to do. If they can get this, I think there is some pride attached to it. I know I have my doubts about what it ultimately means. You know, five years from now, will anybody care about the end season tournament? But the first one in particular to show that you're arriving as a young team. Um, early in the season, it, it, it means something. And it clearly means something to, to that Pacers team. And obviously, the money part of it definitely means something as well. This is the, the team who uh, pays the less, they, uh, the least in the NBA. They have the, uh, the, the smallest payroll, um, the cheapest payroll in the NBA at this point. So that 500000 that million dollars, that means something to them at this point. So they have definitely taken this thing and run with it. Now, on the other side, the Lakers... Uh, I think uh, LeBron did make mention of, hey, $500,000 to a million dollars means something to him. I don't know how much it means something to him. The guys down the bench, sure, it does mean something. But they definitely are playing at a high level. The Lakers right now um, getting into the uh, in-season tournament final, 133-89 to over the Pelicans. And LeBron James, 38 years of age, in the last two games, I just I, I can't understand how he keeps doing this. I talked about Tyrese Halliburton, 53.17 rebounds and uh, 28 assists, zero turnovers. LeBron at 38 years of age in year 21, 61 points, 13 rebounds, 19 assists, only two turnovers. He had five steals against the Suns. This is unfathomable. Like, I hope everybody understands that at this point. Year 21, the longevity the ability he still has, it's insane. Now, I've, I've seen some discussions out there about him and, you know, is it, is it ideal to have a 38-year-old who wanted to hand this thing off to AD and make AD the head of the snake? Is it ideal to have him still be the best player on the floor at any given time? I've seen those discussions. They're a little bit abstract, but I don't think that's a shot against the Lakers in the slightest. LeBron is playing at as high a level as anybody in the NBA right now. And it shouldn't be a shot against them that a 38-year-old is leading the charge. No, I mean, it, it's worrisome for their long-term future, if you want to talk about that. But of for course. this season... But for this season, if he plays at this level, we've seen him stay healthy right. largely throughout his entire career. He certainly looks healthier than he has the last few seasons. You know, I think that long stretch was good for him. You know, he really got healthy. He got that foot figured out. And he looks like an older version of LeBron. 
Like, yep. I guess an older version in the sense of like a few years ago version of LeBron this year. The biggest thing that he's doing is he's he's just controlling the game at all aspects, and he's actually committing on the defensive end of the basketball. The charge he took last night. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know if that's going to really exist outside of the in-season tournament until the playoffs again, but he's really put a spark into this team. And to be quite honest, I think it's kind of important for the in-season tournament to have a guy like LeBron James fully buy into it, it kind of just elevates it across Whoa. the board for everybody when somebody like him is taking it this seriously. I'm sure there's some sort of wink-wink Adam Silver being like, hey, man, I need you to take this really seriously. We're trying to get this thing off the ground. You want to have a franchise in Vegas one day. All of this is connected, I'm sure. I'm not I'm not naive That goes that, with anything in the NBA, though. LeBron runs everything, generally sure. speaking. I'm just saying I, it's it's... The NBA has to be thrilled that the Lakers are taking it this right. seriously. And you talked about Anthony Davis. He's actually been playing really well. Like, yeah. AD's been playing great. He was fantastic on the defensive end last night and has been throughout this tournament. It's They dominated that basketball game, and it was over in, in two quarters. That's the craziest thing about it. You rattled off all the stats LeBron had. He didn't play the fourth. Like, he only, he only had to do that in 23 minutes last night. That's why it's kind of remarkable to see. It's... I'm not sure how he's doing it. I don't know if it's sustainable. If he can stay healthy, the Lakers are going to be a threat later on. Haven't we seen, though, that it's sustainable? I mean, it's uh, been sustainable for The last two years, him. he's gotten hurt later in the season. Yeah. It's just the but difference Nixon is— bruises. It's well, not, not anything large. Here's the difference. This is a team he's not going to have to drag. And he's had to do that the last few seasons. Early this year, they showed some signs of struggle, but they were pretty unhealthy. They got hit with an injury bug very much like the Grizzlies did. They're starting to be working back. They got Rui back. Ever since Jared Vanderbilt came back, their defense has been unbelievable. They've they've revitalized Cam Reddish, and now yep. he's the point of attack man on the defensive end of the basketball, which is, you know, if you ask somebody about that, if you said this offseason, hey, Cam Reddish is going to be kind of the, the point man for the Lakers defense, <laughs> someone would have been like, are the Lakers losing all of their yes, basketball exactly, games? Exactly. It's been really fun to watch you know, him step up to the plate. So it's been a successful season for them so far. What's what's interesting is it's, it's you know, guys like Christian Wood haven't really been playing, and they're still having an impact on the team when they get in there. It just seems like the vibes are right on the Lakers, and when the vibes are right on the Lakers, it can be scary for the rest of the NBA. And to be quite honest, it feels like the vibes for the Pelicans are the exact opposite. Yes. You know, um, it's but, like everything going well for the Lakers right now is the exact opposite going on with, with New Orleans. But to your point about LeBron taking it seriously, isn't that just sort of the, like, at this point, with where he is and the tone he sets for the rest of the players in the NBA, if he doesn't take something seriously, no one will. Right. I mean, go look um, at the bubble. Like he has to, but he has what to be the, the tone setter. And I think, you know, ever since he started talking trash about the play-in, people have sort of turned away from that, even though I think it's an overwhelming success. There's, there's some players that still despise the play-in tournament. But he has to latch on to the ideas the NBA gives out, or it feels like, you know, there's something missing. It feels like not every player will buy in. But since he's bought it, it feels like everybody else is. Now, you mentioned the, the Pelicans. I, man, uh, this lineup should be better than it is. It should be. C.J. McCollum, Herbert Jones, um, you have Jonas, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson. Those five last night in last night's game, I wanna, just want to go plus minus straight down because this is just, it is overwhelming to see how bad they were against the Lakers last night. Zion Williamson was minus 33. Brandon Ingram was minus 33. Jonas, minus 25. Herb Jones, minus 22. C.J. McCollum, a team high, minus 38. 
Now, I don't think I'm going to blame it all on CJ. He had a tough night shooting, and that's probably why his, his plus-minus was so bad. Um, he was only 4 for 14 from the field. Um, but I, I have to point out Zion Williamson. I don't think there's an excuse for the way he's playing. Has he? Has he? I mean, is he averaging 22 points per game? Sure. Has he had some really good offensive performances this year? Sure. But the, the inability to get up and down the floor, the inability to try on the defensive end, being a traffic cone on that end of the floor, um, and then his inability to rebound, it just doesn't make it's sense. A lack the, of effort. e- the effort's we not there, and it. he yeah. has said it. Even you know, I you know tonight maybe I didn't bring my best effort to the floor. That's concerning as hell. It's extremely concerning. And, and immediately saying that to the media and and making it clear that you don't think you're giving enough effort. Zion, there's no excuse he shouldn't be a double-double guy. He should be a double-digit-per-night rebounder. Last night, he only ends up with two. Um, I, it has to do with him being out of shape. Um, there's a report uh, coming from the Times-Picayune in, uh, in, in New Orleans that the team has brought it to his attention that he needs to get in better shape and fix his diet, and he doesn't really listen. Um, it's concerning for Zion, and, and largely we've talked about his injuries being the inhibitor to his career, but maybe at this point, I think we need to have a discussion about mindset, and I don't know what changes that mindset, because if he is openly admitting to the, to the media he didn't bring a whole lot of effort, it sort of seems like he is okay with that. It seems like he has, uh, he has sort of accepted that night to night he's not going to bring that type of effort, and you sort of wonder what changes that. Is it a change of scenery? We know he's uh, sort of, you know, wanted to get out of New Orleans, and there's been discussions about him not being happy with the front office and the situation he's in. But Zion Williamson, man, he has the ability to be an all-time great, but he's got to take it on his own shoulders. It's, it's no longer the injury conversation. We're, we're past that. Can he still get injured when he's out of shape and he's a little too heavy? Yes. But now it's about effort and, and want to, and I just don't think it's there for him. Yeah, it's uh... – it's extremely concerning. I mean, we we got to see him up close in the opening night against the Grizzlies. I was there in the building, and he was just big. You know, he was big. And, like, he looked pretty good, and he was still able to score, but the explosiveness just isn't there anymore. And I think the biggest thing that's not there anymore is he doesn't have that second jump. Like, right. you know how he, he – it's just – when you go back and you look at tape from him when he was at Duke and even some moments in his rookie season, it was explosion. Yes. And that's just not happening anymore. He can get around you on that first dribble sometimes, but he's got to go left to do it. That's the thing. You, you kind of know which direction he's going to go. And you can play and you can play off of him. That's it's what, what they the were doing did. last night. Yeah. Last night, I found it interesting. LeBron, from opening tip, his assignment was Zion. And he was kind of just torturing him in the mind game. Because he would catch the ball at the three-point line and the problem would back up to the paint and say, yeah. all right, Shoot go. It. Because the thing is, when Zion's going up against somebody that can deal with his just sheer strength, he doesn't really have any moves to get around somebody except going straight through them. So when you have a defender like LeBron committing and being like, I can match your strength and, I, and you can't get around me, what are you going to do? Because he can't shoot. But, he can't shoot. That aspect I, of his game but, has completely disappeared. When he came into the league, he had a shot a little bit. He had a bit of a three-point shot. That's gone. And when you go and you look at his free throw percentage, it's gone. The touch has disappeared. And that's a lack of effort. He's not, he's not putting an effort on the defensive end. He's on the offense. He can do it, but it needs to be mostly ISO situations. He's a decent passer, but that's starting to go away too. It's weird when you watch the Pelicans because it's like there's two different teams. Yep. Because they have one team that can run and gun, 
but it doesn't involve Zion Williamson. But when he's out there, the ball slows down, their team slows down, and everything they do is hard. Like, you have to have a, a contested Brandon Ingram shot. You have to have a C.J. McCollum figuring it out on the ISO. And it shouldn't a, a be Jonas that way. They back. have plenty yeah. of talent offensively on that, not on that team. There's something not working when Zion's in well, there. Well, here's the and thing they about Zion, though. You bring up the offensive end. And, yes, I, I, there's some concerns on the offensive end. You know, his explosion and the shot not being there at all. Um but that's not my concern this year. I mean, he's still a 22-point-per-game scorer. He's that's doing not it good at, enough, oh, though. He's, he's doing it at okay efficiency. He should have, I agree with that. That's not good enough. But my, more of my concern has to do with everything else. He seems to have a pep in his step when he gets the ball on the offensive end. He seems to want to go get buckets. But that's the only but time then the you rebound, see it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then the rebounding, the defense, it's just he has no pep in his step, and he doesn't seem to want to give effort on that. Well, end. you know, people have talked about today on shows and – reading about the game yesterday against the Lakers. LeBron's 38 years old, and before the game, he's doing handshakes, he's jumping around, he's getting involved with the crowd, he's doing heat check shots right. from half court. Right. Get, like He's into it. And then you have Zion, people were like, it looked like he just woke up from a nap, and he was getting ready for the game, and there was no energy, he was not ready to go. Just lethargic. The whole team just kind of... It's weird because they're uber talented, and they have games where you're like, oh, my God, the Pelicans are a massive problem because they have the length, they have the defense, they have the three-point shooting... But sometimes it just doesn't work, and, and then, a big part of it is because Zion just doesn't care that night, and that can't happen. You're the number one pick. You're the number one pick for this well, franchise. And we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. It seems like today, I don't think it's a coincidence that to all of a sudden today, after an embarrassing loss where Zion was terrible, there's reports about there's him. a report about yeah. him not caring and not and caring about his we diet. We know what happens when the when a front office the and, and, and people within an organization start to leak things like that. Generally, maybe a trade or a sort of come to Jesus moment follows, and we'll see which one it is. And, and another thing about the Pelicans, and I've noticed this from watching them this year. When everything's going right, they're good. They're front runners in a lot of ways. I really do believe that. When when things start to spiral out of control, though, they let go of the rope completely. Like last night in that game, they won the first quarter, thirty to twenty nine. They were in a really good spot. They were playing good ball. Second quarter comes, Lakers make adjustments. They win that thing, thirty eight twenty four, and then from there on, it was just over. 
They, the second half, there was no effort. They lost the third quarter 43-17, to didn't give any effort in the fourth quarter. They didn't have anybody on the floor, to be fair. But they just let go of the rope when things start to spiral out of control, and that is not a good quality in a team. When things don't go your way, you're supposed to uh, you know, pick up your end, uh, at least make it respectable. When things spiral out of control on them, they just let them continue to spiral that way, and that is just not a good quality for a team to have. The version of the Pelicans where Zion is locked in and committed is a very scary basketball team. You just only get that maybe once a week, maybe once every two weeks so far. I mean, if you go back and you look at his December just so far, it's been pretty dreadful. Like, he's yep. only scoring like 15 points a game, like five rebounds. It's just not there. And, I, and you I mean, have to have conversations this, though, about, hey, man, it, here's the other get it comment. together. Like, if you want to have hope, too, like, if you're, if you're, like, shooting him a little bit of bail, how much is it? Hey, he hasn't played a whole lot of basketball, and maybe I, I mean, dude, we're well. You string you string all these these starts in a row. He gets a little you're bit. You're 23 tired. games into the season, and he's young too. So I, I I'm not going to shoot him bail that way. But I wonder how much of it is that where he needs more rest than the rest of the guys because of the injury history and the lack of basketball. You know what helps with that? Being in shape. <laughs> it does. It not does. Not eating yeah. a bunch of gumbo, bro. <laughs> gumbo. Which we can confirm that that's what it is. It's not even. That's where. That's not even like a joke. It's real. It's real that he's just not stopping. He hasn't changed his diet. They're like, yep. I don't. We don't know what we're supposed to do. Yep. At some point, he has to take it seriously. He's super talented, and, if you, and when Zion's clicking, he's one of the most exciting players to watch. Unfortunately, if he keeps staying in this shape, it's going to go away fast. And if you think there's no, Shaq was talking about it last night. Yeah, no, and, and Shaq was. He said, like Shaq gave him credit for the skill set he, he was being empathetic about it he said there's some times where i used to think i was running hard and playing hard and i wasn't and he feels like zion's in that exact same mold right this second and i agree with him i completely agree with him but if you think that like at this point if you're out there and you're saying oh they're a mountain out of a molehill with with zion williamson and the lack of effort when you see leaks from inside a franchise from inside a front office giving the media something about a player where they have issues with him and his conditioning and his diet, that is concerning. There's no other way to look at it. And we'll see if he can turn it around. But he's going to have to lose some weight. Like, here's the thing, too, about him just long term. You have to – dude, you're 290. You're 6'6", 290. When you get up there into your mid-20s, late 20s, 28, 29, that's not going to be easy to carry around. His, With an 82 game season, it's just not, it won't work that way. He's got to take it upon himself to lose some weight, to get more explosive, and to play a lot harder on both ends. The reason he is so impactful when he's got it going is he is a combination of just brute strength and crazy quickness. Yes. That quickness is disappearing. And you can see it every single night that you watch him play. You saw it when they were playing in Memphis. After that first game, we were like, we think he's going to be okay. But, man, that looked different, didn't it? It's the second jump is gone. He can beat you on that first step sometimes, but he's got to go left. And he just has kind of stopped shooting. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just it's odd. He's doing, he's doing the easiest thing. He is saying, I'm going to do the bare minimum of what they need from me. And then sometimes I'm going to go but off But isn't it kind of strange? Though, like it how, is strange. It's disappointing. Like he's doing the bare minimum, and still that leads to 22 points per game. So that's, it's, it, that's the frustrating that's the part because you part. see what it yes. could be. Dude, if you lost 20 pounds 
and, and got it going and tried to get that jumper back going, look at what you could be. And he could have some ability on the defensive end, too, blocking shots, testing people at the rim, rebounding at a higher level. There's no world where Zion Williamson should only be averaging five rebounds per game. dude. There his, is no world that that should be the case. His three-point percentage has gone down every single year. Yeah, how that's that's the opposite of what should be happening. Yeah. It's the exact opposite. It's very odd. But it it just goes. So, so sometimes percent. there's guys that, that come into the league, and whether it's situation or uh, you know getting you know in an uncomfortable spot because of injuries and you know their mindset may switch. You have to keep developing. No matter how good you think you are, you have to keep developing, and you have to take it upon yourself to come into camp in good shape to do the things, to do the little things, to do the dirty work, which I've seen Zion Williamson do in the past, but not this year. Here's the hope. You hope that that game being on such a national scale against a player like LeBron and the Lakers, and it, it, it mattering, it felt like it mattered. Yes, a bunch of did. people watched it, and today he's being crushed. Yes. And you hope it's a wake-up call. And if it's not, conversations need to be had. Well, but here's the other thing about Zion. We've had we've had crushing conversations. Sure, about but they, him in the he past. was injured. But when it's those more were about happening. injured. You yeah. give him the, you right. shoot him a little bail. Benefit right. of the doubt. Now I guess the benefit of the doubt is sort of out the window. Right now it's it's on you, dude. Yep, it's on you. Yep. Now uh, transitioning into Grizzlies versus Timberwolves tonight. Not a good matchup for the Grizzlies. Being completely honest, um, this is just a really tough one. Timberwolves, if you haven't paid attention, are the best team in the NBA right now. 16-4, and four, and Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert. Like, everybody's been phenomenal. Mike's and it, hooping. And Mike, Mike Conley's playing really well. And what is his shooting percentage at this point? I mean, he's shooting 41% from three. They can spread the floor. They can pace you. They rebound really well. They challenge you at the rim. There's just so many things they do well. And I, it's, it's going to be really hard for the Grizzlies to get a win tonight. But I will say this. I think you show the same effort you've shown in the last four games where you've won three, you could keep this interesting. And if you can steal one, that would be massive for the entire jaw return conversation in five games. It would be huge. If you can steal Especially one. if you could get it at home. You know, that would yep. be that'd be massive. Yeah, the you know, the Timberwolves are a matchup nightmare for what the Grizzlies have right now. And it's it's not really anybody's fault. It just kinda is what it is. And the Timberwolves are a very good basketball team. The good news for the Grizzlies, like you said, they have won three or four. And in December, they are tenth in defense defensive yes, efficiency. They're starting to get back They have played very well defensively. It's because they're putting in the dogs and they're playing them. Yes. You need tonight to be to be quite honest, you need it to be ugly as hell. I think an ugly defensive game tonight gives you a shot to win. Uh, you know, I, I think that they'll be able to hang in there a it's little bit. It's just hard to imagine, even with gonna, an ugly defensive game. And you need Bane to be and drag- you need Bane to be Bane again. He's gotta he's gotta be. Hey, I'm gonna put up thirty, and I'm gonna put y'all on my back. And then Jaron's got to try to do his absolute best in the paint to do everything he can. It's just every position that they're best at, the Grizzlies have injuries at right now, you know? And that's just kind of the the tale of the tape. It's going to be interesting to see. I think it's going to be a scrappy game. I think they're going to be in it. I'm just not sure if they have enough to get over the top of the Timberwolves. Even dragging it into the mud, which I think is what they have to do, it's still hard to to see the Grizzlies winning a, a matchup like that because I think the Timberwolves offensively are just tremendously talented. They can get a lot of offensive rebounds and second chances with uh, Rudy it's, Gobert. It's, that's going to be the, the and Jaron. I, I I hate to say it. I I want to see Jaron have a good night tonight. But if Rudy's going to be that matchup that he has to deal with on the defensive end, that is just that's not that's not good for him. Ultimately. Now, maybe he can stretch him out to the three-point line, get him off the dribble, bother him a little bit, get him into foul trouble. I think that's your best uh, 
That's your best bet. But this is just not a good matchup for Jaron Jackson Jr. to have a good offensive night like he has had as of late. It's, I mean, it's, I really do think it's going to have to be, if the Grizzlies want to win this ballgame, Bain has to have a classic Bain versus Timberwolves performance. He eats against the Timberwolves. If he can show up tonight, if he can put up 30, if Jaron gives you like a 20 to 25 point game with a couple blocks, gets Rudy in foul trouble, you've got a shot. Make him uncomfortable, drag it into the mud, let Vince Williams Jr. off the lease and just let him terrorize <laughs> Anthony Edwards as much as he possibly can. As much can. as he can. Just make them uncomfortable. You have to make them as, as, as uncomfortable as you possibly can tonight. Run him off the three-point line, make it ugly, you got a shot. Yes, but... I think the rebounding battle, you're starting in a hole. And then Jaron, if he has to be your number two scorer, I don't know how good I feel about Santi's that. Santi's important Rudy. tonight. I mean, everybody, all hands on deck. Whoever can give you points, whoever can uh, Noel knock revenge down game? a three. Let's see. Hey, Jalen Noel revenge game no, tonight. Th- maybe. Revenge game? Maybe. I don't know, though. <laughs> I, I, see, I, listen, I like Jalen Noel. I don't know how, how well he'll fare in a revenge game. I, from a talent perspective, I just don't know what I think. The Timberwolves are very good. Jaylen They're very Noel. good. Um, and they what know we, the Grizzlies what, very well. They have guys, they have a couple guys who've been has on Has this yeah. early season, you know, the 16-4 and four that they started the season with, best team in the NBA, has it made you sort of change your thought process about them in the playoffs and what they could potentially accomplish? I picked them year? as a top-four team. I know, but, like, but I'm talking yeah. about like NBA Finals, oh. Western Conference Finals type ability. Obviously, uh, you have to have good health. You preface every conversation with that. Rudy's going to have to stay healthy, Ant, Cat, sure. the whole thing. But. I mean, I would put them third in the West right now prob- yeah. for coming out. I would say Nuggets, Lakers. After that ridiculous trade package they gave up for Rudy Gobert, it didn't work out last awful. year. It's still awful, but it's starting to actually come to fruition. It's, you're starting to well, see. Rudy, well, turn, turn back the clock. But you're starting to see what they saw, I think. Um, very good on both ends. The, the biggest court. thing that happened to them was that Anthony Edwards became the alpha Superstar. dog there. And Cat didn't buck against it. Like, Carl yeah. Anthony Towns, if he had bucked against Anthony Edwards really becoming the number one guy, it could have gotten weird. That's why it didn't really work. Like, last year was an awkward season for them because they had the talent and, it, and all the pieces were there. But Towns was still struggling with letting him take the keys. And this year they've let him take the keys. And Towns has been really good this season because he's just playing the role that he has always been destined to play. He's a number two guy. He's not trying to be a number one. And it's really worked out for them. And then their defense is excellent. Like, their defense is just really, really good. Um, but the Grizzlies are in a spot right now, 6-14. and 14. They're 10 games back of the number one seed, but they're only four back from the play-in. Not out gonna ha- And by the way, the Rockets are the last play-in team right now uh, at the 10 spot. They have two games coming up against them. They could gain some ground there if they win both or, you know, the whole thing. Um, but they're also only six or five and a half games back from the sixth seed. I don't think that this Grizzlies team is going to be a top six seed this year. Fully admit that. I think losing Steven Adams, not having the front court that you really thought you were going to have, will still be a problem even when Ja, Luke Kennard, and Marcus Smart return to the lineup. But I think they can pace themselves into the play-in, and I'm I'm pretty confident they'll be able to do that. Yeah, they're hanging around. You know, they've been able to stabilize it over these last four games. If you can have a bit of a running start and a Ja coming back, that would be great. You know, that would be great for momentum. Coming back on the 19th, you have a New Orleans team that you'll be playing who are, are looking squirrely right now. Maybe you can pick up something there. Yeah, the two Houston games coming up, though, are, are massive in, in Dallas. If you can, I mean, man, they could really take advantage over the, this stretch here. If they keep playing like they have been, they can steal a couple here, stabilize this thing, have a running start into jaw, and see what happens. Because yep. they're hanging around. They're hanging around. Yep. Now we're live from the Service Master My Cornerstone Studios. And when disaster strikes, when you have 
an inopportune thing happen uh, at your your house, residential property, a school, an office, make sure you call Service Master by Cornerstone. They're the largest franchise in a 600-mile radius, but they're also the best. They've been awarded Service Master's Franchise of the Year Award, meaning they're the number one Service Master Store franchise in the United States of America. We're getting into uh, that frozen weather, that cold weather, so if you have frozen pipes, make sure you call Service Master by Cornerstone. That number is 901-RESPOND. I'll remind you in just a second. Um, but again, no matter the place, no matter the size, they are here to help with the damage. Tyler, the president and owner of Service Master by Cornerstone, and his team take pride in responding at your time of need. Their motto is, we don't pray for disaster, we just pray we get called when there is one. So remember the name, locally owned, locally operated, Service Master by Cornerstone. Again, that number, 901-RESPOND. 901-R-E-S-P-O-N-D. 901-RESPOND. Four. My good friends, it's Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, we have some Tigers news to get to. Penny has uh, sort of laid it all out there, what he thinks their biggest issue right now is, what they need to get done uh, by the time they get to Sunday against Texas A&M. We'll also preview that game. That's next, 92.9 FM ESPN. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Tigers travel to College Station coming up on Sunday to deal with the number one, a uh, 21 team in the country. Texas A&M, and Texas A&M has been very, very good uh, so far this year, and they definitely have some things that we'll talk about here in a second um, that will provide a little bit of trouble for the Tigers. Um, but before we do that, a couple of house cleaning things. One, my antennas are now up on the Jordan Brown situation. Um, now, Penny has said he's sick, and he hopes that he joins the team soon, but it looks like he will not he doesn't know when he'll be back with the team. It were his words, and he doesn't know if he'll be back before the Texas A&M game. Again, if he's sick, he's sick. Um, but the timing of everything, it just leaves a lot up for sort of speculation and everything else. My antennas are up, though, Connor. I don't know about you. It's uh, I think it's something to pay attention to. You know, it's uh, I, I, I still lean toward he's probably just sick. Yes. And the timing of it is just very odd. Um, that's my hope. That's what I'm hoping for. So I, I think it's something to pay attention to, but no reason to have but worry yet. Then the other negative of that is if he's sick, that definitely affects conditioning. That definitely affects when you're on the court, uh, uh, how long you can be on the court. And that's another setback for a guy who really has not been in his best shape right? by any stretch of the imagination. So there definitely is concerns even if he is sick and it's not something more than that like a lot of people are speculating. Um, also... I saw this, and I, I don't know how much stock to put into it, but I, I, I put a little bit into it. Um, Naquan Tomlin, who, I, I mean, if you look at Kansas State um, and how they handled his situation, he was a freshman last year going on a sophomore year. Um, he's still got time to play. Um, but he has been dismissed from the Kansas State basketball team. And, you know, Jerome Tang and that staff was very depressed about the whole situation. He got in a bar fight this offseason. There was no legal action pressed. Um, but... In the end of the day, he got dismissed because the president and the AD at Kansas State wanted to keep him off the floor while everybody else in that program thought that he had sort of served his time. He should come back. He should be okay. But he is now uh, sort of looking for a new home because he's been dismissed. And the Tigers have come up 
in that conversation. And quite frankly, that would be massive. Now, I know it's like never-ending, talking about adding new pieces to this team every single year, whether we're waiting for a waiver or another player. Um, but he did average 10.4 points per game, six rebounds per game last year. Um, Jordan Verholst, who is the uh, director of scouting for the University of Memphis, has a good relationship with him. That would be a massive get for the Tigers, if, if we're being very honest about it. He's a forward who can give you some dirty work. Um, and they need more more front court depth with the way Jordan Brown's been playing. So if they can make that happen, it looks like he would be um, immediately eligible because he's been dismissed. That would be something. That would be very helpful for the Tigers. Super, Obviously, getting him foreign. involved and getting him right. going in the right direction would be tough. Um, late start, trying to understand what Penny wants, what the team wants, what his role is going to be. But if they're able to get him and get him – uh, sort of involved early, I think that could be uh, that would be a really nice addition for the Tigers. At yeah, this point. it would be nice front court depth for sure. Yep. Um, now we are coming off a stretch of not so good basketball for the Tigers. They lost two of their last three to Villanova and Ole Miss, and they had an overtime game against VCU on the road. Now, do I think they need a home game, get in front of the home crowd? have a little bit of energy that way. Yes, they played a lot of road, road games, and that's not going to stop coming up on Sunday against A&M. Um, but Penny has pointed out one thing in particular that he thinks needs to change going forward. Um, he says they have decent leadership between Javon Quinterly and David Jones and some of these guys that have come in and immediately taken that leadership role. But something he mentioned that he really wants to start developing. He said they need a bad cop. He said everybody's sort of loving on each other right now. You're in that honeymoon phase to a certain extent. They need someone to step up in times of needs, in, in, in times of need to sort of get everybody rallied, to, to light a fire under them. They need a guy like Marcus Smart, don't they? I mean, that's sort of what we're looking at. That's, that's the way I sort of see it. Uh, they need somebody who, when everything's going bad, when maybe the efforts and, and the intensity is not so high, be able to spark it and, and, and light a fire under him. And I think when you talk about a guy who's a bad cop, you need someone who leads by example. You need someone who every single night's going to bring that uh, intensity. I think David Jones is the type of guy that could take that role, but we'll see. I mean, it's, it's about how guys are wired and if they want to take that type of role on. It, just having someone scream does not help anybody by any stretch of imagination. You need someone who definitely leads by example and then can be a respected voice if they're going to be a bad cop. But that's something Penny Hardaway, I mean, Penny definitely stressed in his presser this morning. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think Caleb Mills may have also talked about how they're still trying to figure out their roles as well because last season, you know, it's a bunch of guys coming together this year who were focal points of their teams last year. So they're still trying to figure that out, and there's probably... We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
some uncomfortableness for guys if they're trying to become the leader. You, like you said, I think the two guys who are primed for it are probably Javon Quinterly and David Jones just because of their roles on the team early this season. You would hope it's going to be those guys, but that is, you know, that's the DeAndre Williams absence that you're feeling. You feel it on the on the rebounding game, but you absolutely feel it in that type of scenario and the holding people accountable type of scenarios when you need somebody like that. So hopefully somebody can step up and fill that role here soon. Yep. Um, Now, with the front court depth the way it is and Jordan Brown being sick and not giving you what you want, 16 and 10 is what you thought you were getting from him. It's been anything but that. He's been out of shape. There's been some conditioning issues. We have a guy in Malcolm Dandridge who a lot of people, I think, were sort of, I'm not going to say against, but were wary about what he was going to look like this year. Um, If he was going to turn... Uh, you know, uh, turn a page and be a better player, be the player we thought he would be when he came in five years ago. And I think he's done that so far this year. He has been a focal point. He's done the dirty work. Does he still play in spurts? Can he not play for an extended period of time without getting tired? Yes, I think all that's true. Um, but he definitely has stepped up and, and showed out in moments that they needed him. Uh, and obviously that comes with experience. That comes with knowing your role within the program. But I found it interesting. Jason Munns asked a question to uh, Nick Jordan when Nick Jordan was doing his press availability um, because Nick Jordan played against Malcolm when he was at Temple. They have some re- they have a relationship there. Um, but I thought this answer that Nick Jordan gave about Malcolm Dandridge was was quite interesting. Go ahead and play it, Connor. What do you think about the job Malcolm's done the last few games? It seems like he's sort of elevated himself. I mean, I'm not surprised at all, man. I mean, it's funny because I didn't think he was that good when I first got here. No, no, seriously. And it's really Temple's fault because the scouting report on him was so false. And I remember I started watching film before I came here. I'm checking. I'm like, yo, this guy is like a stud. Like the way he moves, he's ultra mobile. Like they made it seem at Temple, they were like, backup five, uh, crash the offensive glass. So I'm like... Not knowing he's ripping by dudes, he's dunking. I'm like, yo, this guy is, he's athletic, he's quick. He does it all for a bit. He could switch. I'm like, what the heck? So in terms of that, it's it's no surprise. As soon as I, I saw the film and as soon as I he, he got here and I saw him play, like nothing he does surprises me. He, he has really high basketball IQ. He knows how to play. He's obviously been playing for Penny for years, so he's able to guide us on the principles that all of us are new to and kind of give us the path for that. But I'm not surprised at all. And his his strength and speed, the combination is ridiculous. They will do it. The fact that he's able to move that fast at 260, 6'9", 6'10", and he's able to still jump, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And, again, it's no surprise. So. Have you told him that story? Um, I don't know if I did. I don't know if I did. But. Can we tell him that story? Yes, please. I, so. I think that's a really good answer. And, and it does sort of highlight the fact to me and what I've always known to be true because we've seen some good spurts of basketball from Malcolm Dadridge even as, in his first four years. We've seen a lot more of it this year uh, because of the experience and the shape he came in and the whole thing and also the opportunity with Jordan Brown not being who we thought he was going to be. Um, but it does show it's always been there for Malcolm, but the injuries just have been so detrimental to him reaching his ceiling ultimately uh, in a Tiger uniform. But it is kind of interesting. Temple just said, oh, back up five, crash the offensive boards, make sure you don't let him, you know, that type of thing. Um, but Malcolm has been 
very, very consistent this year when he's been called on. And that's all you can really ask for right now. He was not meant, I don't think, you know, the the staff, when when they brought him in for next year, I don't think he was ever meant to be the lead center, uh, the the lead guy in your front court. But that's just sort of the, the hand they've been dealt early in this year. And I think he's taken it and he's run with it. Yeah, he's done a great job. I mean, I'm not... Malcolm's been a huge part of this this team this season, and I'm I was thrilled when he came back for the Tigers. He's always been one of my favorite guys. The effort that he gives every single time he is able to play, you know, is tremendous, and he has had impact on winning basketball over multiple seasons now. Malcolm, when he is healthy and he is in there and he is able to give you extended minutes, can be a big piece of a winning basketball team, and we've seen we've seen it. And I think that the leadership that Nick Jordan was talking about with him being in the locker room for previous penny seasons is huge because this is a brand new team. It's him and Jaden. Those are the only two guys who have been on a Penny Hardaway basketball team before. So you know that them being able to translate some of the things that Penny may be saying to the rest of the team is big time. Yep. You know, is he could he be that guy that steps up and kind of gets gets on guys when it needs to be? Maybe. I think he's got the seniority for sure, and it seems like he's got the respect of all of the guys in that locker room. So maybe Malco's the answer there. Maybe he's the guy that could do that. Now, Nick Jordan and Malco are going to be tested come up, coming up on Sunday. For sure. They're going to have to box out. Everybody's going to have to rebound. Um, because this matchup, I, I talked about the matchup with the Timberwolves and the Grizzlies. Grizzlies have their, their work cut out for them. I think the Tigers do as well. Uh, and it has to do with their, their lack of personnel in the front court right now. If you look at A&M and the metrics that they've put out so far this year, they're not a good three-point shooting team. Um, they're, 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 they're decent at attacking. They're very good at attacking. They're going to try to get off the bounce, get to the rim. But one thing they do better than anyone in the country, they have 159 offensive rebounds. So far this year, they lead the country in that department. They have four guys who get two or more per game. Solomon Washington, Wildens, Levesque, uh, Anderson Garcia, and Henry Coleman III, who is just, I mean, he's a rebounding machine for them, and he is going to do all the dirty work possible, and he's good at finishing around the rim. Henry Coleman, I think, is their second-leading scorer at this point this year. It is going to be really, really tough. If VCU is any indication of... This Tigers team and how they end possessions, they gave up 15 offensive rebounds. They're going to have to lock in and do everything in their power to keep A&M from getting second possessions because that's why A&M is number 21 in the country. That is why this A&M team is a top 25 team is because of how hard they work on the offensive end, getting second chance opportunities and, and finishing around the rim. So this is going to be a massive test for Malcolm Dandridge and Nick Jordan. Can they accept the challenge and, you know, keep AM off the offensive glass and limit their opportunities? I don't know how I feel about it right now. Uh, based on AM's track record the past couple of seasons, I'd probably lean AM here. Um, but you never know how guys are going to react when they're, when they're uh, no, presented a, a, a massive challenge like they have ahead of them. Yeah, and I think that David Jones could be important in that aspect, too. We've seen a, he's had a couple games this year where he's really stepped up on the glass. You just need everybody crashing at all moments. You just have to make it ugly. you got to make it scrappy. Honestly, it's not dissimilar from, I think, what the Grizzlies have to do with the Timberwolves. You have got to drag this game into the mud, make it defensive, and just make it a, make it a fight. Because I think that the Tigers can win in, in a fight. They can win in t- you know a type of game like that. But you're not going to just out-physical this team in the paint. So you've got to... You've just got to crash the board as much as you possibly can because, like you said, they're already doing it. They're the best team in the country, and it's your biggest weakness. So, yes. So, you know, limit the turnovers. Don't give them extra possessions, and just crash that thing as much as you possibly can. You can win this game. 
They can I, win I it. Think, it's just going to be tough. I think getting up and down, and I think one thing that the Tigers can take advantage of, because I don't know if A&M's the best perimeter defensive team in the, in the country right now. I think this is a game where the Tigers can use the three ball to their advantage. Um, A&M is not a good three-point shooting team, but they're also not that great at defending out there. They, the 35% they allow to opponents so far this year. This needs to be three balls the great equalizer. It needs a day. It's got to be a David Jones big gonna, game. This, that's big what game. I think this is going to be. Everybody has to wake up. Um, Jaquan Walton's going to have to uh, turn up. Uh, Ashton Hardaway is going to have to give you a couple. But the, the three-point ball seems like it's going to be the great equalizer here. I don't know if it's going to be a draw. I mean, A&M, every game you play against them is going to be that drag into the mud, let's get physical, let's do all the dirty work. But if the Tigers can beat them with a little bit of finesse from the perimeter, I think that uh, I think they'll have a chance to go win this game. But it's just so tough on the road against this type of team. It's probably going to be a sold-out crowd again. The environments they've had to play in, you know, I know they've had their struggles, but the environments they've had to play in are really tough. Outside of that Villanova game, neutral court in, in the Bahamas where they just the first half was awful. Ole Miss was tough. VCU was tough. Mizzou was a tough environment to deal with, and A&M's going to be right there with them. Right. Yeah, it's been impressive what they've had to play with, and I think it's going to pay off later. Maybe it pays yeah. off in this game. <laughs> you, you, know, cer- you certainly hope so. Maybe it pays off here. You certainly hope so. Um, also- T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.